Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. (laughs) I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Seven from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm actually going to be sharing the real story behind my entrepreneurial journey, failures included. You know, when we see people out there doing big things, we, th- we tend to think that they've always had it together. They came out of nowhere and had near instant success. However, there's usually a whole lot of experiences that go behind that. And yes, even a bunch of failures. We learn from our failures and become better at what we do. Well, hopefully we do. Uh, today, I'm going to be taking a look back at where I came from because if you forget where you came from, it'll be hard to explain what you're made of. So we're going to go back in time. We're going to talk about my story and I hope you get a lot of value from it. That's what we're going to be talking about today. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode and I am excited to just kind of talk. This isn't... Uh, this isn't a typical episode because I'm really just going to be sharing some stories with you, um, some some things that have happened over my uh, along my journey of you know building what I've built online today because it has not been a very easy process. It's had its ups and its downs. It still has its ups and its downs and. You know, I think sometimes we over-glamorize entrepreneurship. We over-glamorize, you know, what it takes to be successful online. And we think sometimes that, man, everything is just nice and peachy and, and, and all that stuff. And then what happens is that people come along and they're trying to build an online business and they're encountering struggles and all kinds of problems. But then they look at the people that are out there and it looks like they have it so easy and, and that everything is has always been working out for them and they feel bad about what they are doing and what they're trying to accomplish. So I just want to, you know, I, I don't want anyone to listen to my podcast and think that that is the case for me because really and truly, it has not been the case for me. Um, so that's what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, just to quickly mention, uh, I am going to be in, where am I going to be? Uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, on uh, That's this Sunday. So if you're listening to this now, uh, after Sunday, the, what is that? The 17th? Well, it's too late. And if you're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to this then, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm probably already gone. But if you're listening to it before, I know a few of you have signed up already for this blogging concentrated workshop that we're doing. 
and I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really awesome. Um, and I'm excited to see the people that are going to be there to to share with the people that are going to be there and just to have a good time. Uh, if you're in the area and you want to check it out, you can uh, check that out. I think, what's the link that I made for this? I think it's becomeablogger.com slash blogging concentrated. If that's not the link, just come back to the show notes for this episode. This is going to be episode 138. So becomeablogger.com slash episode 138 and you will get the link to that. We don't have any listener questions today. At least, I, no, we don't have any. So let's just get into this content. So I remember when I was in college, this, this sounds like one of those bedtime stories. <laughs> but anyhow, I remember back when I was in college. I, I Let's go actually before that. I was born on St. Martin, raised in St. Martin, went to school in St. Martin until the age of 16. And just right about when I was turning 17, I came to the United States, to Michigan, to go to Andrews University and to study and ha- get this higher education thing. And I was so excited to go to the United States of America, the, the land of opportunity, looking forward to all of the different experiences that I was going to have um, in that process. And when I was in college, you know, I wasn't always the, the best student. I was actually a pretty terrible student. I didn't do my homework. I didn't study and all of that kind of stuff, or at least not as much as I was supposed to. But at, at one point in my life, there were a number of things that started to change. And one of the things that started to change was uh, prompted by a book that I read. And I know a lot of people have had this experience, but I ended up reading the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and it was recommended to me by a friend. And when I read that book, I, I my eyes were opened. This entrepreneurship thing, this sounded like... Something very interesting because the concept that was in my mind at the time was, man, you don't necessarily have to work for money. Money could work for you if you do it the right way, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an investor, if you're a business owner and all that kind of stuff. And and that to me was so exciting. So I started this quest to, to figure out this entrepreneurship thing because, you know, it seemed so easy. So many people were doing it. So many people were having success with it. And I wanted to do the same thing. So my first venture was going to be in the stock market because when I thought about investing, that's what I thought about. And I know that people put money into the stock market. I knew that people put money into the stock market and they made money. And it seemed like they didn't really have to do anything. The money just, you know, it grew and grew and grew. The money was working for them. It was a beautiful thing. I had a friend. He was a pastor. um, And I remember I was so impressed with what he was doing because when I came over to his house, he had three monitors. And that blew me away. There were three monitors next to each other. There was one that had his stock tickers on there so he could see uh, them as they rise, um, as they rose. And you, you could basically just look at the money and it was just increasing and increasing over time. And that got me so excited. I wanted to be the guy behind the three monitors making money. So I decided I was going to invest in the stock market. But I didn't just invest immediately. Uh, he recommended for me to just kind of monitor the stock market, pick a few stocks, and and see you know if I were to invest in this stock, 
what would have happened. And, you know, I was playing around with it and it seemed as if I was figuring this thing out. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make a go for it. I'm going to invest in a stock. I don't remember the name of the stock, but I remember the symbol was QNET, Q-N-E-T. And um, what I did was, you know, in coming to Michigan and coming to the United States of America, um, I was sponsored by the government. Well, they, they gave me a scholarship or more like a semi-scholarship loan or something of that sort. And um, every semester we got money deposited to our bank accounts and we could take that money out and we could pay our tuition. But me, I had the bright idea. If I could take that money out and double that money, I could pay my tuition and then have a bunch of money. <laughs> so I remember taking out $4,800, $4,800, and I invested $4,800 in that one stock. Oh, man, I was so excited. I was so nervous because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But I knew that at least I was going to make a lot of money. So um, the pastor guy that I told you about, I remember he invested, I think it was either twelve dollars or $1,800, and he pulled out $32,000. So I thought to myself, man, if I put in $4,800, man, I could make $100,000. I don't know how much I could make a lot. If he could make that amount, um, I could do so much more with $4,800. So I put the money in. And when I put the money in, I remember, you know, every day I would monitor the stock. I would have my stock ticker. It wasn't on three monitors, and but it was on my laptop or my computer at the time. And I could see, no, I, it, I didn't even have a computer. I was going to the computer lab and I would see it. And from a day-to-day -day basis, it would be fluctuating between, I remember this so clearly, $600 above, and I get excited, and then I go $600 below, and I'd be like, whoa, what in the world is going on? $600 above again, and then $600 below, and it would just continue that way for a few days, and my, my emo it was toying with my emotions. I was, I was almost freaking out, um, but I knew in my mind, in my heart, that it was going to be a beautiful thing. Oh, man, and I was, you know, I could almost see myself counting the, the hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> that I would get. Anyhow, I'm going to make this part of the story relatively short. One day I woke up, and when I woke up, it was $2,000 down, and that freaked me out. I had no idea what was going on, but I knew that it couldn't stay this way because I just couldn't lose $2,000. That is an, uh, unacceptable. That could not happen. So... I left the money in there. I didn't pull it out. And then it continued going down. And it continued going down. And every time it went down, it was as if someone took a knife and stabbed it a little further down in my heart and turned it. Uh, it continued going down. And I was so emotional at the time. I could not pull it out because I could not lose my tuition money. If I were to lose that tuition money, Oh man, I didn't even know what I was gonna do. I couldn't tell my parents that. I, I just I just couldn't. This this couldn't happen. Anyhow, it continued going down and down and down. Um one day I found out that they were going bankrupt. So obviously, you know, I was losing the money. And at that point I needed money for rent desperately. And when I pulled it out, it was $136. And I pulled out that $136 and I had to add some money to that to pay my rent. But it was all I had at the time. I had lost it all. Literally, I lost it all. And of course, you know, when you lose your tuition money, all the other money you have, it, 
basically becomes nothing because you got to come up with money for tuition. You got to try to get money for food and all that kind of stuff. Man, it was rough. That was my first venture into this entrepreneurship. I've spoken about this a little before, um, but I I just want to talk about all these different experiences that I've had because it really hasn't hasn't always been easy and it's still not easy. Anyhow, later on, after I kind of recovered from this, you know, damage, I got into another project. And it <laughs> it was called something, you know, I was just the, the 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 thing the thing is I was just looking for some way to make some money, especially after losing the forty eight hundred dollars, um, and you know after that not having money for the next semester and all these different types of things, struggling to pay my rent, struggling to pay my bills, um, yeah. Eventually, I found out about another type of thing that you could do online, and it was called auto surfing, and it sounded beautiful because here was the thing: all you had to do was put money in. Watch some websites. You would get paid by, supposedly, you'd get paid by advertisers or by the website owners um, to spend some time on the website with the hope that, you know, a certain percentage of you are going to, you know, check out the website even further, become a customer and all that kind of stuff. But all you had to do was watch the website and move on to the next website. And you watch 12 websites every day for 12 days. And then you get paid 44%. Is it 44%? Yeah, 12% a day. So 12 times 12 was 40, 144. So you'd basically make 144%. Um, so you'd get the, the the amount you invested and an extra 44%. So if you invest $100, you pull out 144 If you invest $1,000, you pull out $1,440. It's a beautiful thing, right? All you have to do is watch websites, 12 websites, 30 seconds a day, and you're good to go. <laughs> Does it sound too good to be true? I hope it does because you know what? It was. But I did it the first time. I invested $100 and I made the money back. And then I was so excited that I invested more. I think I invested $1,000 and um, I got some friends to invest to. That's the worst part. I, I pulled some friends into it because they saw that I made that $44 in that first round. One day I got a call from a friend telling me to watch the news. I turned on the news and I saw that the 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 auto surf program that I was a part of was on there, and they were talking about how it was a scam. And actually, what happened was, you know, every day you get twelve percent. I got the twelve percent the first day. The second day I got the twelve percent. The third day I got the twelve percent. After a few days, the site just stopped working, and I was like, "What in the world?" Well, I guess they're having server issues or something of that sort, right? Um, so. I I got the call, I watched the news, I found out that it was all a scam and that a bunch of us are losing money, basically. Um, Fortunately, I got my money back this time. Unfortunately, some of my friends that I got into it didn't get their money back. And it was it was just a terrible experience. Um, from there, I went on to another um, thing. These projects were called high-yield investment projects or something like that. And it, was this, it really was a scam online. They would work for a little while, so some people would make money and then they would disappear. I invested another $1,000 in one that's called Golden Rocks. You just put it in. They invested in something. Um, I think they invested it in gold or something of that sort. And then in, in 30 days, you get 70% back. And I evidently I had not learned my lesson because I took $1,000, get this, I took $1,000 of my wedding money um, and I invested it. Fortunately, my wife still loves me. <laughs> she still married me. 
um, but you know, all of these different projects were failures. And one of the things that I really got from it is you shouldn't be investing in anything that you don't fully understand. Because when it came down to it, if you were to ask me exactly what was happening in order for me to make that money, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you exactly where the money was coming from. I couldn't tell you exactly what types of investments were being made. Everything was uncertain, but I just had this entrepreneurial vision that my money could work for me and I wouldn't have to do the work. I was so wrong. It takes work to make money. It takes a lot of work to make money. Those successes that you see out there, even the ones that seem like instant successes, it took a lot of work for them to have to reach the point where they can have the almost overnight looking success. Um, you, you hear people talk about, you know, it takes 10 years for that overnight success. Um, and I believe that that is true. It has been true for me because I've been working on this thing for so long. You know, eventually I moved on to something else. Um, at this point, I was out of college. I was working at a high school, so I wasn't struggling for money. Um, you know, I wasn't rolling in a dough or anything like that. But my bills were being paid, and we had a budget. Everything was fine. Um, and I stumbled onto something that was called freebie trading at the time. And this was the first time I did something legitimately um, and made some money. Now, you've probably heard of those sites. They sound like scams, but they're those sites where they say you can um, sign up, complete an offer, refer others to complete the offers, and you can get a free TV, a free iPod, a free um, whatever the case might be. Um, well, back in the days, those used to actually work relatively well. Um, some of them maybe still work today. I would not touch it with at all today. Um, but it used to work very well back then for me. And I understood where the money was coming from. It was basically affiliate offers that you would complete. If you complete a, uh, an affiliate offer, let's say, you know, I refer you to HostGator right now. Um, I give you the link, becomeablogger.com slash HostGator. You go and you sign up. I actually get a $100 commission for getting you to sign up. It's a beautiful thing. And those sites worked on that model knowing that these affiliate offers would give them a certain amount of money and they would use a percentage of that money to be able to purchase your TV or your iPod or whatever depending on how many people you referred and how many offers they completed. So it worked. Um, and I fully understood this. And this is when I really got into freebie trading um, many of the sites not only give you free stuff, but they also give you money. So you'd get $40 per referral or 50 or 60, um, sometimes even as many as a hundred, as much as a hundred dollars per referral, depending on how many offers you're completing and they're completing. Um, I'm not going to go into all of the details of it. This is not something that I support anymore because the advertisers aren't paying as much anymore. Um, and they're hesitant to do it because it's incentivized. You are incentivized to complete the offer. So you're not really an interested customer. You're just completing that offer so that you can get the reward. Um, so it's not as valuable today. But, you know, my first year doing it, I made over $30,000. Um, my first day doing it, I made $70. I only invested $3 of my own money. And then everything that I made from then was just going based on the profit that I had made from completing the first offers and the next offers and so on. Um, so I was able to figure out a system 
to turn that into a full business, um, make some money on the side. Um, and that was extremely helpful at the time. Now, I would consider this to be my first successful venture. Um, oh, you know, I missed one in between because when I was doing my master's degree, um, I was sent to Germany to do research for my master's. I did a, a master's in neurobiology um, because I'm very fascinated by the brain and how it works and all that kind of stuff. So I was sent to Germany to do research and um, I, need, I, I needed to make some extra money. So what I decided to do uh, was to, to build websites because I had taken a, a computer tools class when I was in college and I had fallen in love with this whole online stuff, HTML coding and all that kind of stuff. And I decided to start a business building websites. I got a bunch of templates that I customized to make it a bit easier. And I started charging people um, to build websites for them. I remember I was charging $500 a website. And then um, there was one huge website that I, I worked on for a radio station and they paid me 30 hundred dollars and this was an exciting time for me because you know i was making money somewhat online i was doing you know it, i was at home building stuff putting it on the internet and people would pay me in exchange for my service of creating that website for them and that really allowed me to survive when i was in germany because the department ran out of money that was sending me there um, so the second time i went to germany i i didn't have the money so i had to do something on the side and this kind of helped i still was struggling i still you know there were some days i could not afford to eat because I didn't have enough money or I didn't have any money. My money was done by like the, the second week of the month. And, you know, I had to struggle to find food and all those types of things. It was rough. But I made it through. I'm still alive. I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I remember when I came back from Germany and my my fiance, my girlfriend at the time saw me. She was like, oh, my word, what happened to you? Um, because I had lost so much weight. Because I hadn't been eaten as much because I couldn't afford to do it. It has not always been easy. That's the thing I want to emphasize. But you know what? I learned from that. I learned how to deal with customers. I learned how to get some customers. I learned how to do research because... I would be paid to do things that I had no idea how to do. So, so a client would ask me, you know, I have this idea. I want to get this done. Do you think that's something you can do? And I, I would tell them, of course, that's something I can do. Definitely. We can work that out. And then I'd go home having absolutely no idea how to do it. So I'd have to go to Google, go to YouTube, do some research and figure it out. And once I figured it out, then I'd be able to do it. And then I could charge them for it. Um, I never said no. To, to something that someone asked me to do um, when it came to a project, a website project that I was working on. Anyhow, so um, let's forward, fast forward again to the freebie trading. Uh, I learned about it and then I found out about blogging and I, I started my blog at thefreebieguy.net at the time and I was teaching people how to, how to, how to make money with freebie trading. That then evolved to learning with Leslie because I didn't want to just do this freebie trading thing. I didn't even care about freebie trading. I wanted to help people build blogs so that they can, you know, they can reach others. And um, so I changed my branding to learning with Leslie. I was still doing some of the freebie trading stuff. I bought a forum in the meantime, and we grew that forum from about 10,000 members to about 40,000 members. It was an exciting time. It was a tough time. Um, 
And the, the toughest part about that time, and I know I've spoken about this before, was that I was spending so much time attached to my computer. I figured out what worked. I figured out um, how, to, how I could actually make money online. But then I fully invested myself into that. And I neglected every other aspect of my life. And it was kind of rough, you know, because, you know, I wasn't spending time with my wife. I wasn't uh, taking care of my health. I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do as a man, as a husband, as a as a human being. <laughs> you know, just leaving to use the restroom or to eat lunch seemed like such an inconvenience because I had work that I needed to do and I was extremely stressed and I eventually gave up. I said, you know what, I can't continue this way. This is unhealthy. It's not good. It's not good for my, my personal life. It's not good for anything besides making money and Quite frankly, making money is not everything. It's not everything to me. Uh, I do what I do not just because I can make money with it. I do what I do because I want to help people. And in the process, what I learned was, you know, when I gave up on this stuff, I stopped. But when I stopped, I continued making money. And that fascinated me because for the first time, I wasn't doing work. But based on the efforts that I had put in before, I was making money. And that convinced me to get back into the game, but to be more strategic. Because if I could not do anything and make money, I could also put systems in place to, make, to, to, to help things to continue to work even when I'm not doing it. And that's exactly what I did. I started outsourcing. I started systematizing my business. And as a result of that, it continued growing. And I didn't have to do as much work. There was a lot that I learned in this process, man. First of all, I learned that it takes a lot of work to build an online business. I learned that sometimes failure is a part of the game. I learned that it's not always easy. It is extremely difficult. You know, you see all these websites that promise you you make a, a, this amount of thousands of dollars in 30 days um, because that's what they did and they're on the beach in the Bahamas sipping on some um, champagne or whatever the case might be. And that is just not the reality of the matter. It has not been reality for me. And for the people that I know that are successful online, the people that I associate with, um, the people in my mastermind group, the people that I partner with, the people that I know that are doing big things online, it has not been easy for them. It's easy now or easier now, but it has not been easy for them. They've learned a lot in the process, you know, and then become a blogger evolved out of this. Uh, Yarrow and Gideon, Yarrow Starak and Gideon Shalwick, they started become a blogger. It was one of the courses that I went through um, to learn about blogging. Uh, eventually, they saw the things that I was doing. They were impressed with it. They needed they were moved on to they had moved on to other projects and they wanted someone to take over, become a blogger. I took over, become a blogger. It was a tremendous success that first year. You know, it was my first year making six figures online, and that was extremely exciting. That was not this last year. It was year, the year before. It was 2011. We did the launch. Man, you know, I remember being on the first webinar where we launched Become a Blogger. And, you know, I'm sharing some numbers with you, and I'm sharing those numbers with you, and I hope you appreciate what it took to get to those numbers because, man... It took so many hours, so many days, so many weeks, so many months, and even years to reach to that point where I do one webinar. Um, 
it was Gideon, Yarrow, and I. And at the end of the webinar, we, we, we announced that we were going to be releasing Become a Blogger. And I remember logging into PayPal because we had a Q&A session for about an hour after that. And within that hour, I saw $8,000 deposited into PayPal. Over $8,000 deposited into PayPal. And at that point, that is when I felt more than ever before how financially successful an online project can be. Then over the next few days, we did a one-week promotion. Over that one week, we made over $20,000. And then I thought back to the countless hours that I spent, the countless hours that I invested, the failures that I made, the difficulties that I encountered. And I thought to myself, you know what? It was a rough journey, but it was worth it. I made sacrifices, but it was worth it. I learned, and that was worth it. You know, in the process, I started my biology blog. And more than the money, the, the, the feedback that I've been getting from people all over the world that have access now to a biology education that they would have never had access to, and how it's impacting their lives, how it's changing lives all over the world, people that struggle to understand biology, but now they're finally understanding it. I look at that, and I look at the financial success that came with Become a Blogger, and I think to myself, man, you know, those struggles, those, those hard times, was it worth it? You know, yes, it was. It was extremely worth it. So 2011 was a very successful year, 2011 into 2012. And then you know what happened in 2012? Little Noah was born, and my priorities kind of shifted. I'm not going to lie. They shifted because you know what? There's this little tiny life that, that I'm responsible for, that my wife and I were responsible for, and we want to be there for this this little Noah, <laughs> this little cute Noah um, that I post pictures on Facebook and videos on Facebook um, and people enjoy so much. I pulled my products off the market because I want to revamp them. I'm still revamping them. So if you have no products for sale, you're not going to make money selling products. So this last year, I'm not going to lie, I made significantly less money than uh, the year before. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because there was something more important that I needed to focus on, and that is my family. Now, Noah is going to be a year this month. I can't believe that has this time has flown by so fast. Um, and we're actually going through a transition right now. Um, and I can't tell you much about the transition yet. This transition has to remain a little bit of a secret for a little while longer. Um, and that transition has to do with what I'm doing online. A significant amount has to do with what I'm doing online. I'm going to be entering a different phase of my business, and I'm so excited about it. Now, don't think that I'm going to be leaving you guys. No, I'm definitely not going to be leaving you guys. Um, the things that I'm going to be doing is to help even more. Um, and I'm excited about it. 
But before I go into that phase, I just wanted to take some time and look back and just share with you what it took for me to reach where I am today. And I don't see myself as one of those guys that's way on top there or anything of that sort. You know, I'm just a regular guy, a regular guy with struggles, a regular guy living in my little apartment here in, in Berrien Springs, Michigan with my family, um, working my job, my, my full-time job, university professor, um, doing that, building a business on the side, taking care of my family and all those types of things. Experiencing the, experiencing the struggles that come along with that. Also experiencing the joys that come along with that. And I have no regrets. Entrepreneurship isn't always smooth sailing. There's usually more failure involved than success. But if you can stick with it, the success that can come can be so huge. And I know that people might be listening to this right now and you've been at this blogging thing for a while. You've been at this business building thing for a while. You haven't fully been able to figure it out. And that's okay. You're going to learn in that process. I hope that learning with Leslie, become a blogger. I hope that those resources have been helpful to you. I hope they continue to be helpful to you. Um, You know, don't, we're always tempted to look at the success of other people and we don't know what's behind. It seems like they came from nowhere. I said this before, but they didn't. It took a lot to get them where they are. Sometimes, you know, they are that lucky person, might win a lottery or whatever the case might be, but most cases, you have to work hard. You have to be willing to invest are you willing to invest? Are you willing to work hard? I really hope you are. And I look forward to getting to know you better. Um, many of you I, I've, I've gotten to know so well over the last few years, and it's been a tremendous experience. Some of you have been with me from the beginning, from the freebie guy days. And, you know, I, I value you so much. So thank you for your support. Without you... I would not be where I am today and I don't want to continue without you. (laughs) So let's do this. Man, I hope you got some value from this. I mean, it wasn't one lesson where I'm teaching you how to do such and such, um, but I just felt the need to talk about this stuff. So uh, yeah, episode 138. I love your feedback. I don't have a specific question, but just come back to the episode, becomeablogger.com slash episode 138. And let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts and all that stuff. If you have questions, you can call it into the hotline. I'm going to play the number at the end, of course. And if you're enjoying this podcast, leave a review on iTunes. That helps so much. A few people have been leaving reviews. And I'm seeing the rankings go up. And that's just awesome. Lastly, freebloggingvideos.com. If you want to get your blog up and running, you don't know how to do it. You want to build a business or you want a refresher, check it out. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Leslie Sava from becomeablogger.com. Changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.